In the end, everything connects. In a time when so many are talking about the divisions, I want to spend time and energy celebrating and singing about the ways we come together, not just blending, but in an alchemical way, bringing our unique gifts together to make something new. Do you remember learning about the Venn diagram in school where there would be two groups represented by two circles and then they would overlap in what created an almond shape at the center? Well, that shape is referred to as the mandorla. And that is where I will meet you. That is where I was born. That is where I love to play. That is where I live. When I went into my office this morning, and it was a downpour, I caught a glimpse in the corner of my eye of something glittering and glistening there, just outside of the deluge, but exposed enough for the dew to catch. It was a magnificent spider web, the spider sitting proudly right at its center. What a miracle of construction is an orb weaver spider's web. I know spiders spin webs to catch their food and protect their eggs and as a way to get a better view and as a place for jumping off to next adventures, but how do they go about it? I learned that perhaps even right out of the blue, in a moment of some need or another, spiders realize that the time is now for a web to be built. They actually begin throwing out multiple light strands of silk into the wind and just wait and see if any of these strands will land anywhere that the spiders understand will work. There is a great sense of trust on the spider's part here. They don't force a landing. They just keep sending out strands of silk until something catches. When I was a little girl, my mom decided to take a class on teaching children's literature. She understood the riches that were available in children's books, and she also knew there had to be creative ways to share them with children so that the stories became accessible to children with all kinds of interests and abilities. She came up with this wonderful metaphor of webbing as a way of teaching children. She would find an overall topic and then find storybooks to be gathered under that heading. She was, in a way, tossing out silken threads in the form of storybooks and seeing where they might land with the children. Once the anchor thread lands, the spider drops a cross thread, creating a center point or a hub. From this center, the spider begins to create what looks like spokes on a bicycle coming from the center that reach all the way out to the edges. Mom also started building spokes out from the center of her idea. She gathered various alphabet books, books with pigs, books that took place in New York City, books with grandparents, and on and on and on. She was finding themes without even meaning to. Themes that held meaning for the children who were in the midst of learning the biggest ideas of their lives right there in their third through sixth grade classrooms. Alphabet books give us the pieces that add up to language. Books with pigs who have different professions and friends give us options for our daily lives. Books that take place in other places on earth invite us to take a visit someday. Books that remind us of the value of our elders, of the people who came before us, give us a sense of belonging. These spokes, as well as others on her webs, connected the children to the stories and to each other. They had these things in common, 
it created the container, which was also a place of overlap, a mandorla. Next, spiders begin a thread that spirals from the center out to the far edges. The threads are woven around and around, making it a stronger structure than if they just went left to right or up and down. These threads are dry and create footholds for the spider so that it can easily move around on the web. Once mom had gathered the books, she would then also gather poems, art, and music to strengthen up her webs. She would find a bag that would be appropriate to carry the books into the school that had something to do with the theme. In doing this, she was creating footholds for herself so that she could support the diverse learners she would encounter in classrooms. But she was also binding together all of these radial spokes that at first might have seemed separate. She was creating a space for all kinds of possibilities. And she was, of course, the substitute teacher all the kids wanted to get. After spinning the dry thread from the inside out, the spider then spits another web that goes from the outside in with a sticky silk thread that will catch morning dew and the spider's food, thus creating this double spiral. Now in ceremony, the double spiral represents how opposites depend on each other how we must look outside of ourselves as well as within ourselves for different yet related truths. And I believe spiders understand this on some level as well. Let's not forget that the sticky part of the web is where things get caught. This sticky part is asking for things to come and get caught in it. This is a web that is meant to be used, just as the mandorla is a place that is asking to be used as well. It exists only in connection. Watching mom get ready for a day of teaching in this way was exciting for me because it was also exciting for her. I got to have her a couple of times as a substitute teacher, and I got to feel that feeling of getting stuck in the sticky threads of her webs and realize all that was possible to learn when I was there and how fun it was also to get stuck there with my peers. I didn't notice at the moment, but while I was watching her think and teach in this way, I was receiving this entire framework, philosophy, religion, worldview theory, a way of living and being in the world. She modeled it for me, and so I was and am completely comfortable in the webbing way of thinking and of living. Watching her process and how effective it was in her teaching. I was learning that in the end, everything is connected. This phrase was said and then brought to life by Charles and Ray Eames, who were a husband and wife designer team between the 1940s and the 1980s from California, who believed in learning by doing. They dabbled and collaborated with teams to create furniture design, graphic design, fine art, film, and architecture, and on and on. They understood the power in the idea of the web. I learned in the modeling handed to me by my mom and by those clever spiders to notice actually how all artists, authors, musicians, mathematicians, scientists, engineers, or physicists are sure to have pasts littered with various subjects and inspirations and that their, their studies come together and their stories come together in webs that look a lot like them as individuals.
In that moment when I spied the spider's web, when I was going into my office, I was both there in that moment and transported to all of these ideas and memories and glimpses of the myriad things that have gotten caught in my web. Where two threads on a spider web cross, they stick together. And here we come again to the mandorla. We come to the place where the radial spokes or main ideas come together with the sticky lived situations. There is a wisdom in spiders in that they know how to build a web and then they know how to be patient and to let what is going to happen happen. They trust that within the connections they have built, something will come for them to feed on. We humans are all the time laying out sticky threads and letting all the variety get caught there so that we might be changed and evolved. We can agree that when a fly hits any point on that web, the whole thing feels it. The whole is changed by the event that happens, no matter where it happens. Can we be like those spiders and sit back and allow things of all kinds to get stuck in our webs? Can we be curious and allow the mandorla, the place of overlap, to work for us? I hope so. Good old Charlotte, the spider at the center of E.B. White's Charlotte's Web, says that a spider's web is stronger than it looks. Although it is made of thin, delicate strands, the web is not easily broken. Neil Gaiman has this quote, Stories are like spiders with all their long legs, and stories are like spider webs, which man gets himself all tangled up in, but which look pretty when you see them under a leaf in the morning dew, and in the elegant way that they connect to one another, each to each. Let's start a new tomorrow today, he says. The web is an invitation to start a new day, a new way of being aware, and a new and ancient way of connecting. One more thing I learned about the orb web spiders is that they usually build their webs by night and that they do it by touch, not by sight. As I see it, this speaks to authenticity and intuition. Spiders just naturally know how to weave these webs, as I believe we do too. Spiders know how to create a place that catches food, food for thought, the food that is ideas that nourish, the food that feeds curiosity. They know how to create a place that protects their eggs, the eggs that will continue their ways, the eggs that will evolve into new ways of being. They know how to create a place where they have different views and perspectives, where they do the physical motion, spiraling in, spiraling out, that matches the emotional pathways of internal and external explorations. And they know how to create a place where they can easily move to the next spot and float the next thread for the next web. I am perched here, letting silken threads float, trusting that the threads will land in the next perfect spot. In the Mandorla with you, we'll see.